What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's May 13th, 2020, Wednesday Night Wars. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Lombard and Matt Morgan. Here to talk about all the Wednesday Night Wrestling action. <laughs> Matt was like, do it fast. There, Matt. Thanks. Thanks for stooging me off, Glenn. Um... <laughs> I just thought you meant the intro. I thought you meant you had things to no. say, so get through my intro so Matt can can enlighten yeah. us with some truth bombs and sh- bring down some wisdom from the heavens because he's seven foot tall. He's bigger than all of us. That, my friends at home, in case you pay, those of you still paying attention to this podcast, um, you can lead with hashtag patronization via Glenn Rubenstein. Thanks, Glenn. Um, I have nothing great to add. Um, just that, yeah, well, here we are again. Folks. Here we are again. A solid night of wrestling. I mean, I don't think it was anything was terribly special tonight, but it didn't suck. I mean, if anything, I would say that NXT feels really weird lately, and I can't put my finger on why. Don't um, you dare blame Charlotte Flair. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not even that. I mean, so it's good they announced they're doing In Your House Takeover um, in June. That gives them some yeah. momentum. So I'm hoping next week they they uh, get their groove back, as it were. As it were. Yeah, All right, folks were. at home, you should play a drinking game. Every time Glenn says, as it were, I wonder <laughs> what shape you all would be in. Probably worse than I was Sunday night on our Money in the Bank recap. Um, or, t- or take or take a dr- <laughs> or take a drink every time he sighs. <sighs> right there, there's one. Uh-oh. I should have checked for Justin. I don't hear Justin. Oh, no. here, let me let me try this. Hold on. Okay. What about I'm now? I'm in the middle. How about now? Yes, and I'm in the middle. Yes. The center square. Damn it, Morgan. <laughs> how how can I punch you both? <laughs> Yes, uh, Matt is punchy tonight. Um, oh, I don't like being on this side. This is weird. Well, oh well. No, what are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, Steve Marcucci, two ninety nine super chat. Before we went, even went on the air, said NXT in your house, Ryder Park in Longwood. Yeah. Uh, yes. What a great idea, Steve. I, I wonder where they're going to do it. Probably the Performance Center or Full Sail. Well, it should be noted, this is not, the In Your House is the weekend before they're going to do Backlash, so it's not like it's going to be a place where they're trying to double up, so that's, you know, normally they do takeovers on the same weekend as another WWE pay-per-view, but that's not going to be the case here. Yeah. 
I mean, he gave me a great. He's giving me a great idea, though. I should. I should try to swing for the fence line at least, right? Or yeah. is there no shot in hell? I mean, if they if full sale won't let him do it, if they want a bigger venue, dude, it'd be outdoors. I think would be pretty cool looking too. If if it's outdoors, that means we could have enough room. Because look, this can't be a. You can't have it in your house. Uh, you know, tribute show without having the house on the front porch. Gimmick oh, yeah. set. You got to have that edge. That's, they got to. We, we have that with our amphitheater, though. We would have that with. The That's entrance. what I mean. They, where they would make their entrance would be via the amphitheater. There'd be a ramp that go down from the amphitheater onto the like a five hundred yard football field. It's huge. It's a huge yeah. greenery. It'd be pretty dope. That's or what I mean, if they pull the in your house set out of the WWE warehouse, and if they can't fit it at full sale, there's no point in doing this. You got to have the in your house set. You have to have it. You have to. I agree with you. Or they do it in someone's backyard. I think outdoors would be awesome. MTV style, yeah. Yeah. Get a big backyard. I think, uh, like, backyard wrestling, I think that would be an epic, very unique pay-per-view. And I think, Matt, to your point, um, I think, uh, though, it would be safer if they do want a crowd there to do something outdoors, obviously, would be preferable. It'd be safer. It'd be safer, yeah. man. Seriously, recirculated air, something I don't want to breathe for a long time if it involves yes. other people. Well, I'm oh going Especially airplanes. Well, look, yes. I mean, you know, Florida, DeSantis is welcoming pro, pro sports to come there. Arizona is allowing pro sports to be there. So the, the options are on the Good table. Job. Options are on the table. It's not. And look, June was in your house was June seventh. The backlash is a week later. I mean, that's 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 a month away. Think of how think of think of how long a month ago was. You know, a month ago was like anything could happen in the next four weeks in terms of like Dude, what we know. That's a, yes, with this virus, that's a very good point. It does. That thing moved very quickly. I was talking about this with someone yesterday. Doesn't it feel like March was the longest month ever, but Bro. April and May have just gone by in a heartbeat? May has. For me, uh, March and April have been the slowest months of all time. Hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I've been working to 4 a.m. No exaggeration. Yeah. No, I can't even imagine, man. Um, Seriously, and your patience and tolerance. Matt Morgan uh, has the patience of a saint that you do all this to run your city, take care of your family, uh, take care of your obligations, and then watch wrestling on top of that? Good Lord. (laughs) This is my getaway. I like it. Matt, how was the Matt? You guys. You guys and the fans. Oh, yeah. How was Monday with uh... with Matt and Rush? It was good. It was good. It was was there. It was there. 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 Hashtag it was there. Oh, oh, yeah. You guys didn't watch it? You guys had to have watched for shenanigans and chicanery. No? No, I I didn't. No, he didn't. Oh. I watched Becky I Lynch's wished, uh, speech and then tuned out for the night. I wished the missus a very happy birthday, as well as was making predictions that you cooked for her on her birthday is what I was predicting. Oh. Um, and I was trying to think, what would I do for my wife's birthday if we couldn't go anywhere? And we, because, you know, you guys are pretty much staying home, more or less. Yes. And I'm trying to think of the different things Glenn would do, or I would do even, in the home that I would make it special for her birthday. And I'm like, I can't cook. So oh. I'm screwed. Hopefully no, Glenn could. I, I cook pretty well. But let me tell you what I did. Uh, this this was uh, sort of, the, you know, there were gifts. There were uh, other things I did. Uh, like, hey, let's watch the movies that we like. Uh, Blue Chew. Uh, you right, know. Blue Chew. Okay. But uh, I predicted Bluetooth. Well, yeah. thank you. Uh, but no, you know. So this is might sound funny. Uh, I got I got her I got her salad. Oh, uh, I made we got vegetables. I did like a thorough cleaning on them. Like made a fresh salad. We haven't had fresh salad since all this started uh, because right. we've been focusing on perishables. And then she was. Uh, yeah. We were both saying you know would be really good as like a taqueria style burrito. So Ooh. I made burritos. I like 
got delivered like, oh. the largest tortillas I could. And then I even did it. I rolled it in foil and then put it on the foreman to kind of give it that taqueria grilled burrito thing. So I made like very elaborate burritos for uh, birthday. You're making me so I'm so hungry. hungry. <laughs> oh my God. I want that right now. Yeah, it was uh, it was work. So I I normally favor simple stuff, but I will say that during um, this this isolation, I have been getting more into it with uh, just experimenting and trying new things. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good, man. So I've been doing that. But let me tell you, pro tip for everyone: if you make the burritos at home yourself, seriously, roll it in foil, put it on like a foreman, or just even put it on a frying pan for a minute. It will up your game. It will taste restaurant quality and not just be something you uh, slop together yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was good, man. Uh, so we got some super chats. King Rail five dollars saying Matt looks like he's drunk leaving a homecoming party and is desperate for a ride home sitting in the middle. That's a very elaborate scenario. Leaving a homecoming party and is desperate for a ride. Oh, uh, we're in the back wow. seat. Yeah, we're in the back <laughs> of the car. And you're like, how would I get sitting next to these two jabrones? You know, I needed a ride. Yes, that's what I, I just picked up on that part of it. These are my friends. How dare you, King Rail? <laughs> Matt's Matt's riding, bitch. These uh, would be my first round draft choices of who to hang well, out the car with. Well, especially the guy that can say the alphabet backwards. You know, that'll get you out of some sticky situations. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking about this the other night. I don't miss waiting for a ride. Did you guys have that when you were teenagers? I always remember after wrestling practice, like having to wait for someone to come pick oh, me up. I had pay phones. Yes. It was getting yes. dark out. You know, I was yes. like, <sighs> I don't miss that. Like, oh, I love driving. I take that for granted so much. Uh, wrestling enthusiast Buck ninety nine uh, saying must be hard to call spots in the ring at the moment. Oh, with no audience uh, there. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Good call. What was all the bleeping tonight on AEW? There were like three times well, something was bleeped. Well, well, frigging Pineapple Pete, rightfully so. Um, Jericho smacked him in the face, and you could tell he stopped. And Jericho told him to say this. And do the, oh, hell no, I know you didn't do that, mother effer, whatever he said. It was all bleeped out and smacked Jericho back. Um, that's the one I caught. There was others. But then there's others where Jericho was able to say S-H-I-T, yeah. unbleeped. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's a tape show. They'd already taped this one. So, they had the luxury of being able to, like, uh, do planned cursing, essentially, and be able to edit it very, you know, protect themselves, but, you know, still had the effect of the curse words happening with the bleep. So that's kind of, that's, I, I call that too. There was several throughout the night. They can bleep that SHIT. Yeah. Tonight when uh, Nyla Rose dropped uh, the B-bomb, I thought that Trump, that sounded the best, least forced, like the best version of that. I mean, WWE always sounds so forced in there when they have the women drop that oh. promo. I love oh, that tonight yeah. when she did that. Because of how she says it, that's a great, yeah. def a great example. of it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Yeah, and that's why that hit home. It's because I believe every word that she says. Yeah, Can I just great. say I hate when I do speak to text on my phone and oh, I curse yeah, yeah. that it censors me and it puts the asterisks. Like really, oh, mine I does. Guess. If I say the s word, the f word, it puts. You can take that off. You can take that off. I think. Yeah, I think. Yo, I you. Well, so what I did, if you go into your custom keyboard on an iPhone, I yeah. literally have auto-replace. I put in all the swear okay. words and said replace <laughs> them with the actual swear words. So that way, okay. like, you literally just have to spell it out in your phone, and then you'll never get – you'll never send ducking by accident you, again. He he must be using some serious elaborate curse words because it picks up all the oldies but goodies. 
just hey. went on mine. I, I didn't make any special command for it. Oh, so you're geez. using some real five-star curse wizard, well, Mr. Not, Labar. Nothing, nothing worse than trying to make your point in a text and you know, your sensor in text. <laughs> uh, CJ, $2. Kick from Phoenix to Cassidy. Oh, Marone. You don't hear that anymore. Wow, no, no, you don't. Marone. I don't think I ever have. Oh, really? Uh, Say it. Say it in a sentence. Oh, well, it's an Italian thing. I don't want to be accused of appropriation on this. Do you say Marone? Marone? No. Like, okay, there's a Danny DeVito movie I absolutely love that most people have never seen. It's called The Ratings Game. It's where he rigs the TV ratings to like, he's he creates these terrible TV shows and he uses his network of truckers to boost the ratings to give him the top rating shows on TV. But at the Italian wedding, it's like, oh, Marone. Like, uh, it's kind of like. That was a terrible I was Italian. Get, I, was ho- I was hoping we could get this out of him, folks. That's what I was shooting for. Yeah, I could have. I failed you. That. I failed you. That's all. what I was remembered for. In my gas up attempt of Glenn. Yes. <laughs> and I apologize to the Italian American community for massacring that right there. I prefer, uh, to, I, I prefer to quote Raven. What a maroon. Yeah. Oh, he does say that, actually. Yeah. He does say that. Here, people are pointing out there. There we you go. Match now. Well, look, we're coming from the big game. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Four ninety nine. Someone using the handle Maxwell Friedman uh, saying Matt to tell me to STFU and start talking about the only person who matters on Wednesday night. Me, Jesus. Someone like really Maxwell Friedman taking that like that is fan play to a new extent to spend four ninety nine to do that. <sighs> What's with the people on Twitter that use wrestlers? Photos. Dude, do not get me started. Don't get me started. Please don't get me started. I have a rule. You cannot tweet anything critical of me if you have a picture of another man or if you have a no picture at all. If you if you if your if your picture is of some other wrestler and, and if your handle is John Cena 2020-69-420, or if your picture is of a damn Twitter egg, if I cannot identify you in public, you cannot talk shit on me. Not gonna happen. I dated the girl briefly in the late 90s, whose screen name on AOL had Triple H in her screen name. She was more into wrestling than I was. Really but, into I mean, A female would be attracted to wrestling, I think is pretty cool, though. Like, my wife liked wrestling. I, I dug that about her, actually. Yeah. Especially in 99. I mean, you talk about Attitude Era. You're, this is the time period where Triple H and DX got girls, you know, flashing yeah. the camera. So you never yeah. know. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Kazarian X $10 saying AEW's women's division is getting better. In my opinion, they should sign some talented women out there, such as Evelise, Allison Kay, and Lufisto, to name a few. Uh, I thought the match tonight was really good. I like uh, two of those three. Allison Kay, in my opinion, she still got some more work to do. I'm not saying that to be overly critical of her. I like her. Um, she still has a little bit more work to do of figuring out who she is out there. Um, she, she always says the same taunt every single time. Go back and watch. She calls every opponent of hers, come on, baby girl. Come on, baby girl. <laughs> like like she's flow from Mel's Diner. Like she's <laughs> Nothing from, wrong with like, that. Like she's some 50-year-old person talking to like a 20-something-year-old rookie. Like she's herself, she herself is young. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's something that stands out to me. I know it's overly OCD of me. But um, the two of those three, I agree with. So I will pay $100 to a professional wrestler if you can work Kiss My Grits into a promo on national television. Dude, that, let me tell you right now, if, uh, what's a t-shirt company? Uh, Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Tees was yeah. around back in the 80s. That shirt would have been fire. Is Everyone that, would have bought it. 
Dynamite would have been huge. Dynamite, another one. Yes, it, yeah. What you talking about? What yeah. you talk about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although my favorite, the underrated one was What's Happening with the Hey, Hey, Hey. Like that was always. Oh, my that wasn't underrated. That's huge. That's another. Yeah. That deserves to be the same conversation. Yes. Man, I love what's happening. Definitely. Name and Buck 99 Shout out to the people that watch the podcast rerun. That's people that are not live. Thank you for saying hi to the people watching this later. Um, so let's get in and talk some wrestling tonight. Let's talk about AEW Dynamite first. Tonight, we had Jake Roberts with Lance Archer out in the ring. And a uh, lot to unpack in this Jake promo. <laughs> uh, so things I would generally disagree with is Justin would say he's just getting heat, bro. Uh, but uh, most interesting, and Justin and I were talking about this off the air, uh, given his revelations in Beyond the Mat, uh, Jake Roberts, what doesn't form now is Archer. That That's what, you know, gets him that going. What? What'd you say? And he basically said at the end that watching Archer hurt people is what sort of gets him going. What's wrong with like, that? In a blue well, chew sort of way. Yeah, he made a mention about how he has a girl that comes to see him, and, and, and she knows how to get him going. It's to watch tape of Lance Archer. And, you know, I always quote Vince McMahon from Beyond the Mat, and all I can think about is Jake and Beyond the Mat, where he's sitting there talking to the guy, and he's sitting in the hotel room smoking a cigarette, and he goes, he's talking about infidelity on the road, and he's like, you know, it starts with one girl, then it's two girls, then it's two girls with toys, then it's two girls with toys, and they're using them on you. And then the stimulation's gone, brother, and that's bad. How do how in the world do I not remember this? I I've watched the other map a million times. I bet you I fast forward it during this because I really was a big mark. Go back and w- watch. Listen for the WWE stuff. I was such a mark for like Rock backstage, McFoley mm-hmm. backstage. Like I was freaking out watching that. I thought that was the coolest footage. Um, and the two indie towns. And the yeah, slimy, slimy indie promoter from Cali. But anyways, uh, back to your point about uh, I have no problem with this. Um, this is just more demented, crazy demented Jake the Snake Roberts yeah. promos. It, it, it should never make sense. It should, even if you go back and watch his old promos, if you yeah. really break them down, they don't make sense. Some of you know, I would say most of them even go back and rewatch them. Yeah. It didn't matter. It's all his tone, his facials, his body language. More importantly, the tones, his tones. Let me ask you guys a quick question. Yeah. Last week, I forgot to bring it up. Did him wearing a mask into the ring throw anything off for you at all? Mm. No, I mean, not no. really. Me either. No. I wondering, somebody somebody said it to me on Twitter, and, and I forgot to bring that up. Sorry. No. And, and joking aside, uh, J- J- Jake's promo didn't hurt Lance Archer. I mean, it did, It was a Jake promo, and I, again, I've... Not I've, at all. No. Yeah. No, no. It, and helped I, and his, I, it helped him. Absolutely. And I've marked that many times, talking about how Jake's one of my maybe my favorite promo ever, but I mean, it was, if you drill down and listen to some of the things he's saying, I mean, I did have some laugh out loud moments, all things considered, but, um, but yeah, no, this, 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 I mean, Jake's promos, it's are always, I've not, I've never heard of bad Jake promo. No, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Brian Berry, thank you for the super chat. Brian saying Scarlet and Chroma, uh, Cross's promo was epic. We'll talk about that with, yeah, we'll get there. uh, Danny Cochran, $2 once more cooking tips from Glenn Ruberito. Uh, I should <laughs> just post more stuff on Twitter. I've been making some pretty, uh, pretty good food lately and, uh, happy to share some tips and ideas with people. So, uh, Cody drove his truck in to Jake into, into the, the, like into the arena. Like, uh, that was kind of nuts. What? Why didn't you like this, Justin? 
Well, here's my problem. Look, this is a this is a tape show, so they have the luxury of doing whatever they got to do for pre-tape and edit stuff together. But they did they did Cody driving in as a live shot, meaning everything happened in real time. Cody's revving up his Ford. Looks cool, right? He's in the Ford. He's at the custom seats. He's revving it up. All I see is the truck. And then he puts it in drive and goes forward. <laughs> and then they show us the camera angle of, of where he is in relation to the, the, the venue. He, he put it in drive and went 20 feet and just ran into a bunch of random shit. <laughs> like, this is yeah. not Steve Austin coming down the I mean, like, again, I know when you do a keep going, do a, keep going because when you're breaking it down like this, you're making me not when, like it. When, when, you do a look, when you do a look live, there to, to, to fans, when you do a look live, you're at the mercy of, okay, how far can a camera go? Because these cameras are all tethered on cables. And, 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 and do we have a, is, a, is the continuity of the sun setting because we're in an outside venue? There's a lot of things with a look live outside that are difficult. So I so which again boggles my mind that if this is a taped show that was in the can, why they right. wouldn't have uh, done something where we could show Cody getting off the interstate, taking the exit, coming down the street to deal. I mean, the cons own this piece of property; they could shut down the whole thing. And it's not like there's a lot of people out, anyways. Like you could really have built up Cody driving, cutting in between the Jay drama. Cody driving. Yeah. yeah, the drama of Cody's on his way. That's what worked with Austin. Yes. Austin's on his way. He's on his way, and Vince would keep running okay. his mouth. And so okay. Cody, Cody's you took, a cool mo- you took a cool moment from me, and now I don't like it anymore. Uh, it just, I, it, it, it <laughs> hit convinced me. me. Yeah, it just, it was just a, a, everything after that was kind of cool. But Cody driving twenty feet to run into some trash cans and, and barricades, I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh my god, you're embarrassing me right now for thinking this was cool at first. I was gonna say I thought this was cool. <laughs> so what was cooler, fans, Justin? Fans, you shouldn't listen to me. Fans, you should no longer listen to me on what I think is cool in wrestling. I just jumped the shark tonight. It happened tonight. Oh, God. So, Justin, what was cooler when Cody did this tonight, or when Eddie crashed into the front of the house in Family Matters? Oh, when Eddie crashed into the front of the house in Family Matters is tremendous. And then, and then Steve takes the rap for him. Oh, that's a great. That's a great one. That's a great, a great episode. Classic, uh, classic season two episode right there. Yes, <laughs> that was such a great reference. <laughs> um, man, Cody loves that. That American Nightmare logo. It's on the front of his truck. It's on his neck. Love it. It's everywhere. <laughs> um, so, uh, of course, then he got out. Uh, they got into it. He and Archer got into it. Um, okay, I got to come clean. I got to come clean. Yeah. All right, really quick. I, I My blueprint logo, essentially the Vitruvian man, but yeah. much cooler. Um, I had on my car, my, I had a Hummer at the time back in the day, oh. 2008. And I had it all over my seat headrests in the <laughs> back where I had an Xbox of a 20-inch Vizio, which everyone at TNA, I just opened up the hatch, and everyone would play like Madden on it. Yeah. But right there in front of them all was a huge blueprint logo right there <laughs> on the like really mark ass type of things. Now that I'm embarrassed. I'm very you embarrassed go- right now. That you I glad you this. didn't get a big uh, back tattoo piece of it just right across your back, you know? Could have been what's next. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know what? I ended up selling it though to a fan out in Kentucky that was a fan and wanted all that, really? which was cool. They, they, I got very lucky nice. um, because it was incredibly personalized, but that's some Mark ish type of shit to do for what it's worth. I mean, it's funny how far we've come, Matt. I mean, think about now this technology that we hold in our hands every day, these phones that can do everything. Right. Um, I mean, you talk about having an Xbox in your in your truck. I mean, I remember having. Before there were MP3 players, I put a computer, an actual like desktop computer, just the body in my car so I could play MP3s 
in my car and I had like a numeric cool. keypad to call up the song. But I, this was like a huge project. I probably spent like a thousand dollars doing this, you know, yeah. just to it out. I mean, it's crazy to think about what we take for granted now with technology versus 20 years ago, what was futuristic oh but took a lot of work. Oh my God. Yeah. Even though back in the old days when you had a box in your trunk. Oh yeah. Like, you remember boxes? <laughs> the worst oh, the, I don't remember the CD changer where it's like I got a six CD changer. I got six CDs in there, but I don't want to pull over to change them. So we're just gonna listen to one of those six can, CDs. Can I just come clean on one last thing of yeah. dorkdom back in my past? All right, one last thing. With a box in the back of my Dodge Spirit that my parents gave me. Uh, yeah. uh, all right, my family car, four-door maroon. So I tinted this family mobile up, trying to think it was really hooked up. And on my free period, on my every day at high school, I would drive around my school <laughs> with my box playing, and and like the bass would rattle the windows. Yeah, playing like Massa Ace, like Born to Roll. I Ace, yes, <laughs> um, the first one, yes. <laughs> I thought I couldn't have been any cooler, any cooler. And I want to shrivel up in a hole right now and die. I am so embarrassed I just heard that, but in my head at the time, I thought like '95, this was real cool stuff. Oh my God, what a dork. I wonder if everyone's like, oh, what is this dork again? Why does he keep doing this? It is weird how. This is like his eighth lap. This is his ninth lap. <laughs> he must it be is, lost. It is weird. It wasn't like car culture, like fast and furious. It was like car stereo culture. Yes. It was really big yes. in the early 90s. Huge. Huge. And I remember, and I remember, dude, so get this. So I was writing about video games and technology at the time. And I remember somebody sent me like a home theater system uh to review like an early one and i remember my friends uh in his truck we like figured could we take the home theater subwoofer and wire that into the back of his truck because we didn't have a speaker box with anything but i remember right. driving around with that with like a right. home theater subwoofer blasting like in Dude, too deep you know i had a friend that had his family stereo speaker in his <laughs> truck but it worked the thing the bass was crazy the treble was terrible but yeah. but the bass in it was pretty good back in the day it's all mattered. meanwhile the trunk would rattle and be all crappy sounding and whatnot Glenn. Oh, yeah. Oh, how embarrassing. Glenn, do you remember the first Wayne's World movie when Wayne yes. and Cassandra are riding in the car? And she goes, Hey, where'd you get the CD? Or when did you get the CD player? He goes, When we got the money. And he like puts in a Red Hot Chili Pepper CD and he's like the biggest deal because he's riding around 1993 yep. with a CD player. Nelson's saying my cassette adapter for my CD player was fire. I remember with the I cassette adapter those, yeah. and you had to like hold it on your lap and then it would skip every yeah. freaking Every time moment. you hit a pothole, it would skip. Yeah. The whole thing would, would go off. <sighs> I had that. Oh my god, I remember this. Now. This is why we got to do the the bonus podcast, guys. This is why it's got to happen because it here we are on Wednesday, and it's just like, oh, take back, take me back with these memories. Ah, uh, so much it. to talk about. Um, so Cody, uh, yeah, they got into it ahead of their match for the <laughs> TNT title at Double or Nothing. Then we had Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt versus the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent with Orange Cassidy. Um, this match. Which for me, uh, Phoenix just blindsided Phoenix. Orange Cassidy. That's my standout moment of this match. The rest of it was just sort of there. Yeah, 100%. The fan earlier said hit the nail on the head. That was nasty looking. Nasty. Yeah. Well, well, and then after that, you know, after that shenanigans, we see they cut, they, they just barely missed it. Again, I don't know why. A, a tape show. But they just barely yeah. catch Wardlow slingshotting Marco Stunt. Just blowing yeah. him into the guardrail, but at, but answer me this: Wardlow slingshots Marco's stunt into the guardrail. Luchasaurus comes running around, 
And Luchasaurus just stops and stares at Wardlow as Wardlow <laughs> backpedals. Luchasaurus is big, and Wardlow's my boy. But why is Luchasaurus not going after the heel? He just stopped. Like, why? Because, because he backed away. Uh, I don't know. I maybe, but I mean, I yeah. It, it, but but I'll be honest. I watch a lot of being the elite, and on it they are having they're having Luchasaurus going around town looking for his tail. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, it's not even funny at this point, and it hurts him. I know he's he's a Luchasaurus. He's wearing a mask. It's ridiculous to begin with, to a degree. But this is even more ridiculous. So no offense. Now when I see him, even though he's a good worker, he's athletic as crap. Oh yeah. Um, to me, Wardlow would eat his shit for lunch. If I had to bet money on who could win in a fight by their appearance and how they keep to their character, dude, Warlow would swallow him whole. Um, They got to be careful with this with him because that dude, Luchasaurus, could be money. He gets great reactions. He's athletic as shit. There's got to be a way to tone it down with the dinosaur shit. There has to be a way. Well, I I was extra pissed off because like three minutes before this happened, I tweeted... You know, Jurassic Express is really growing on me because at first I didn't understand the three of them. But yeah. Like I'm starting to accept the dynamic of Luchasaurus, because Jungle Boy, Marco, and then and then he does that. It makes me look bad, pisses me off. <laughs> two of the three of them I love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would it take for Marco Stunt to win you over at this point, man? It's not. They need to use him so much. That's all. There's no reason to use him so much. Use him like they used Spike Dudley. Spike was yeah. not on every single episode. Yeah. There's no reason to use him every episode. He wears his welcome out, and honestly, he has usefulness that others not roster don't have. Quite frankly, why it's 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 the opposite of the same situation you have with a giant, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, you don't put your giant out there every week. It's what Tina did wrong with me to some degree, in my opinion. Um, but I was getting paid, so I didn't say anything. Um, <laughs> I want to be on as many TVs as possible and pay more. But in, in, in retrospect, the right way would have been less of me or big giant, your whoever your giant is at the time. And same with Marco Stunt, I would argue. It takes his effectiveness away from the cool shit he can do. So when he does whip out a comeback out of left field, it now means something. We didn't just see the same thing last week. Or him just getting squashed out of nowhere, again, back-to-back weeks. doesn't mean yeah. anything. I would save him. I really would. Yeah. And uh, with them wrestling in tonight, it feels like, uh, you know, these guys haven't been showcased nearly as much in yeah. a while. Like them losing to best friends. Jungle was... boy. Yeah. Jungle would... boy, in my opinion, especially though. Yeah. Oh, so they lost. He's going to be a star. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. And his match versus MJF at double or nothing is going to be great. Yes. I just, I, just, I just wish there was more story there. I feel like, seems kind of arbitrary yeah. that in two weeks these guys are just wrestling. Like, am I missing something? Yeah. Is there something on being the elite? Or I've not seen it on being the elite, no. Okay. So your best friends won that via pinfall. Wardlow I'm launched sure under the barricade. Luchasaurus chased him off. Then we had Penelope Ford versus Britt Baker versus Sakaru Shida versus Chris Statlander. This was good. The women's division is getting better. The guy was correct. Yeah. This was okay. This wasn't terrible. Just yeah, what it used to be. Yeah, this was entertaining. I mean, there, there was there was some, you know, there were parts of it that could be tightened up. But I mean, when you have four people, the four four ways are hard. There's a lot going on. It takes a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, timing comes into play. Well, the biggest thing of the note here was, you know, like all right, so the winner is supposed to be right number one contender for the for the women's title, 
know, your women's champion is, is, is Nyla. So I'm expecting a face to win here. I'm expecting Statlander or Sheeta to win, which happens. But I, it was interesting to note that while Sheeta simultaneously is getting her victory, Britt, whether or not I agree with it or not, is not going in there to intervene. Britt is putting her finisher on Chris on the outside, doing that brutal, you know, mandible claw thing. Yeah, right. So they made a point. They made a very conscious point to say, look, yes. Sheeta's winning, but Britt Baker is not down. She's just inflicting punishment. And she's our girl is the way I took that. Yes, yes, I did too. Which, if I'm being honest, I have no problem with. No. I think she should be. A face had to win this because your champion is heel, right. but but this to me, like Brit shined a lot out of this because like they this, protected her. This this is how I've told you guys before: more than one person can get over in a match, even though only one person can win. Yes. Yeah. Great. Great quote. Uh, Nate Monroe saying the women just need more stories so we can define who they are. Yes. I'm thinking about it now. Britt Baker and Nyla Rose are the only two that have the same level of comfort and uh, gravitas on display week in and week out like the men do. Yes, 100%. I agree with that. They're the only fully formed characters, it feels like, right now in the women's division. And and to be fair, some of these women need to step the hell up. Yeah, You can't just wait for a story. It would be great to have a great story. It would. But if you don't have one, say what you will about Britt Baker at the beginning, I didn't like her being a heel. I didn't think it fit. I thought, I think she's, I still think she's an amazing baby face. I still yeah. do. Um, but with that said, there'll be more bigger money in her becoming face one day down the road because of what a great heel job she's doing right now. But it wasn't easy for her at first. She worked for this and she's improved during this. I don't, she doesn't strike me as a girl who just sits there and waits to be instructed on what to say and what to do without adding her own isms to everything. Some of these girls have got to start adding their own oomph. And creativity to some of this stuff, especially in this company where I know they're welcoming it. Yeah. So Hukaru Shida won that. And uh, honestly, the, you guys, yeah. she's my example, actually. I think she's amazing in talent in the ring. She looks like a million bucks, but something's still missing with her for me. She's not doing enough. I don't know what it is to stand out more. Shida? Yeah to do a little bit more to be that main event star. Yeah. Um, she looks great. She's great in the ring. Good Lord, she's great in the ring. But um, there's just something else with the, with what the fans said earlier about that. Maybe it's the storyline, but don't wait for it. Start implementing things yourself in your matches that is character-driven, that only you do. It's only a look that you give. It's only a move that maybe you do. Um uh, I don't know what it is, but there's something you can do in between those moves. I know it's hard in a four-way, but there's always a time and a lull in a match for you to get your shit in. Your shit not being a move, by the way. It is your body language. Well, yeah. and, and, and again, just, just giving Britt one more bit of props here. And Britt and, 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 and Nyla were the two... They were the two out of the gate the that AEW wanted to... Those are like the, the only two that AEW was truly committing to, aside from Brandy, who right. well, like Kylie like Ray it seemed like. Well, but then she, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever happened there. So, okay. you know, so to Brit's, you know, Brit had an uphill battle because they want they they envision Brit, you're gonna come in, you're gonna be our baby face, and then Nyla, you're gonna be our heel, and that's what it is, and it just mm-hmm. didn't connect that way. And I've said this to many people uh, before, and I've said this on the show. Britt has never, ever, ever, ever been a heel until now on national TV. She's never had a chance to ever be heel. So that's what makes me that much more proud of her is that 
she's finding all this. For, it's not like she says, okay, I can pull this heel line that I used in a promo from two years ago. She's never done it before. This is completely new territory, and no, it's finally it's the hardest thing to do, and it's what I used to chastise WWE about when they brought me up huh? to the main roster. I really? never had one single practice in OVW as a heel, not one repetition even in a wow. heat drill. Not one. I was always it, a baby face. What, no, why? <laughs> Man, why? 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 Why would a six foot ten guy? Why would they always? Ha- why would they never prep you as a as a heel? You, the, uh, take that up with Jimmy. I don't know because at the time Jimmy was able to get me over as big white me baby face. That did work for what it's worth. If you go back and watch my shit in OBW, it did work. But but because it's easier to teach a baby face um, to sell to 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 stay down most in a match selling right, and then listening to your heel who calls the match for you. Yeah. Um, generally, when people first start out, you do start back in the day. You used to start out as a baby face, so you could shut your mouth, sell, and then listen to the heel call your comeback for you out there. Today's a much different day and age, though. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Was it was it their idea to have you dye your hair to look more heelish, or was that yours? That was mine. I thought I had to change oh. my look up a little bit. I don't know how to. That's the best that I got. Interesting. <laughs> Seriously, what? when I watch that old stuff with you, you look older back then than you do now. Strangely. I don't know Matt, what it is. Matt, can you recall in your days in, well, not just WWE, I guess in pro wrestling, when when was like the first time, just a general year, that you started feeling comfortable and able to call matches, that you were felt those okay? My second time in OVW, like I guess I went down after Brock and Nathan Jones quit. Uh-huh. So whenever that was. Okay. So 05 or 04. 05. 04, 05, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right, 04, I apologize, yeah. Uh, then we had Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy versus Santana and Ortiz tonight. This was good. Yeah. Omega and Hardy winning via pinfall. I thought this was good. It's good. Just last week was so much fun. This was was fun. Not as fun, but good. A good match. It was. Kenny did a lot of annoying things last week with his isms, but, um, this week a little bit less. I like tonight's match. What'd you think of this? Backstage promo with Taz and Darby Allen. What? That Taz thinks everything's cool? <laughs> no, it was just like Taz trying to tell him that he could he could teach Darby if he'd listen, but then Darby talking about his own background or t- talking uh, about to Taz about backgrounds. Um, they did this with him and Joe. They tried to do this with him and Joe at TNA. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it because... Taz was a friggin' human suplex machine, a, a, a guy that tapped people out. You know, Darby's not that type of wrestler. Uh, so so I'm overanalyzing it, I'm sure. Um, but anything to get Darby Allen on camera more, I'm cool with, honestly. I, I didn't associate this so much with Taz and Darby as this is just the beginning of uh, – the commentary, I think, alluded to it briefly after the, fa- after the interview, is uh, like ta- Taz is on some kind of campaign to like – Offer his advice, and nobody's yet taken it. So I think that uh, I think I think we're waiting until Taz finds. I think I think it's kind of a Jake somebody. Yeah, it's like a Jake Roberts Lance Archer. I think we're waiting okay. to find Taz to find his his protege that listens to him. Then this works. Then okay. Who'd you pair him up with? Who'd you pair him up with, Matt? Anyone on the AEW roster to have Taz be their mentor? I don't know. I don't do they have anybody like that that's submitting people. No, my my thought of the worst person, but it could also be great, would be Marco Stunt. Like, that would just be comedy gold. uh, 
If this was WWE, they totally would make Taz do this because they love pointing out how short Taz was instead of doing the opposite. <laughs> this dude's a badass from Red Hook and will make anybody oh, yeah. out. No matter. That's why they should have put him out there and they never they screwed that up. He used to piss me off because I love Taz WCW. Was he your year of tough enough for the first year where it looks like Taz was legitimately going to kill one of the guys oh, in the first God. row? Dude, in my second season, I was scared of him too. Yeah. He he he, he was on our run. We had to run around this freaking Grand Canyon run for like miles upon miles. And luckily, he was cool to me. He was sitting in the back of a pickup truck as I'm running. Going, and he tested me. He's like, come on, big man. He's like, come on, big man, you lazy sack of bleep. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like. I, I can go harder. You're right, and I and I started running fast. I started to sprint until his truck got away from me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, in a nutshell, though, I, I I don't know. I always dug that character. Honestly, I was a yeah. huge mark. Yeah. Um. No, I think there's something. Oh, that's interesting. James Riley is saying Joey and Taz would be a good combination. That would be interesting. Joey Janela. Huh. That would be interesting. Mm. Give that's him a something good call to by do. Yeah, give him something to do. Um, so we had that Hikaru Shida uh, promo backstage talking to Lexi about her upcoming about Hikaru Shida's upcoming title match. Uh, Shida said the thing that make her happiness is to win the title. And then uh, Nyla Rose comes up, says she found something she's been missing, and then hit her over the head with the kendo stick. I thought that was just a great unexpected moment. The, to drop the B bomb. I found your kendo stick. Uh, I thought this was great. This was fantastic. Yes. 10 out of a 10. Uh, MJF with Wardlow versus Lee Johnson. MJF winning by submission. Very, very good. Easy. About damn time. About the time. Yeah. The dude needs to be on my TV every single week. He needs to be on. Yeah. What did you think of the live promo we cut tonight? Awesome. I'm st- I thought it was good. It's good. I yeah. think the taped ones were so different. Tonight just felt kind of like more of the same. Like, I really like the the fake injury ones he did. But to be fair, there's yeah. another one that helps with having crowd, a legitimate crowd there. Yeah. Tonight, yeah. having the 12 fans there, this is where it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, MJF is a, I mean, he's a he's a roaster stand-up comedian. He, he thrives off of hecklers in the crowd. So, it's not off having the that. Off the, off the yeah. cuff, too. Yeah. So, uh, Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete Shug D tonight, <laughs> dude. I, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest, and I know I sound like Cornette here and others. I thought he gave him way too much, really way too much, dude. He sat there for like a minute before Pineapple Pete ran in those corner squisher spots on him. That's me being super over analytical, and it's freaking Chris Jericho, like Hall of Famer, first ballot, no brainer, one of the greatest of all time. Right now, in my opinion, the most money wrestler we have in the business, I'm being straight up all around. He is. He's the best promo. His matches have been awesome. Um, he helped upstart an entire company and make it legitimate. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to argue. So I hate saying that because Jericho is a zillion times better wrestler than I ever was. So who might say that? But I, I got to be honest. I would not have given that guy that much well, that's why you didn't make anybody, man. Morgan, Chris Jericho <laughs> does make people. Touche. You'd be correct. Pineapple Pete, you can do it in a way in which Chris is not sitting in the corner, getting shot into the corner, which he's not strong enough to do to Chris to begin with. Secondly, Chris waiting for like a minute. 
before Panoff and Pete finally runs into the corner, hits him with a back elbow or a squisher, and then does it again, and he's waiting forever on him to come into it again. You could see what was coming here next. You could see the Judas effect was coming on the third one. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I know he's trying to help the young guy out and get another talent over, which you got to give kudos to. But, dude, you're Chris F. and Jericho, man. I, I don't know. It's the same problem I had with Kenny Omega doing the same thing. Yeah, Matt, you're not wrong. Matt, you're, Matt, you're totally correct. And I guess I'm, I guess I was a little, I was a little more accepting of it, just because for the last week I've been waiting for it. Last week when they announced that we were going to have Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete on this week's show, and, and I know Pineapple Pete a little bit, Shug D, and Jericho called him out, you know, in funny commentary when they were doing the shows in Georgia. I knew Jericho was going to give Pineapple Pete. Oh yeah, M- more than anybody would ever otherwise imagine. He was going to try to make this guy look as good as possible while still <laughs> he did still be and he did. And but but everything you're saying in context is very correct. It 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 was probably too much in the way that it went down. Um, and to be but, clear to the fans you know, at at home, uh, sorry, Justin. Go ahead. No, no, you're right. No, no, I'm done. You're good. Uh, um, really quick, I just want to point out what I mean by not giving him too much. I'm not saying not give him too much, like. He could have given him punches and kicks, and he could have sold those things. I'm saying to wait in the corner. Go back and watch it. and Watch how many seconds Chris was sitting there waiting. Go back to any wrestling match you've ever seen. How long do you think guys sit in the corner when somebody, their opponent, charges at them before they take their face off with a boot, clothesline, elbow, something? And the fact that Chris had to sit there for three seconds, four seconds, before the guy finally ran into him, like... If I was Pineapple Pete, I would have done it after the first one, and then that would be it. And I'd beg Chris, is there anything else I can do instead of this to help get maybe some more offense in here without overstepping my bounds here, sir? Maybe some punches and kicks, uh, a couple of chops. You know, you spin me around in the corner, you go to chop me, I duck out of it, I kick you in the gut again, now I shoot you in the corner. This time I don't wait five seconds, I run immediately and give you a, a um, oh my God. No, I just realized how incredibly racist is this move that I'm about to say right now. Back in the day, they used to call that a Jap clothesline. Good Lord. When you give a guy a corner and you follow him right up, where he, right as he turns around into the buckle, you clothesline him. Right? You, you trail him into the buckle as you shoot him off. JBL does. Lots of big guys do it. Undertaker Kane all do it. Instead of the squisher, you do the clothesline in the corner. But you're right behind him as you shoot him off. And when you call it to your opponent, that's what you'd call. As you're about to shoot him off, or you're giving him kicks and boots and punches in the corner, as you're about to shoot him off, you put your arm into your mouth into your armpit if you have short hair like I do, so people can't hear you talking. And say, watch the jab goes on. You know, um, think about where we are today. You can't say things like that. So I wonder what the talent today calls that. Uh, maybe just a clothesline in the corner. But I would be confused. If I, mm. somebody said that to me and called that and said, all right, watch out for the clothesline in the corner, I would think, is he telling me to pop out of the corner, out of the buckle, yeah. and clothesline him? Hmm. So I wonder right. what town calls it now. Matt, you're, I, I don't know what they call what you're just what you just described, but based upon what I hear guys call uh, general sequences today, I would think that if I was wrestling and somebody said, "Watch out for the clothesline in the corner," my my thought would be, "Hit the corner and then feed, pop out out, yeah. out to the middle of the ring, and either eat a clothesline or worse, which is if you're." kick and punch him in the corner, you pick him up to go shoot him into the opposite corner, and you say, clothesline, well, shit, am I giving it or taking it? Yeah, huh, interesting. fair. But yeah. it shows, but back to what I said earlier, that it shows you where we're at today in society, though, and I 
guarantee you they have a different name for the clothesline in the corner now. I guarantee it. I mean, were they just saying that like short for Japanese clothesline, like German suplex? Yes. Okay, so there was yes. nothing inherently like charged in the language. It, to my understanding, it was a move that was not made fit, was commonplace oh. in Japanese style pro wrestling. Hmm. Got it. In fact, so, that's where I personally learned it, actually. So more when I uh, went to New Japan. More just a colloquial name like Canadian Destroyer versus insulting like yes. Canadian Tuxedo. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> is Canadian Tuxedo, uh, tuxedo? denim on denim, like all denim. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. But yeah, I swear to God, that's and I learned it in New Japan actually, and it was um, dude, I had a Tokyo Dome match. I can't believe I never talked about this with Yuji Nagata, and he called that for me in a match actually. And I remember after that school, what is? I don't know what that is. <laughs> wow. Um, so, Will the Professor, $5 Super Chat, wants to know, what does the AEW's WrestleMania caliber card look like? Who wins the title matches? WWE or SummerSlam cards and winners? Tim Mickles needs what? Blue Chew. Uh, saying, well, I think the card, I think Double or Nothing and uh, All In or All Out are sort of their... AEW, yeah, like their, their caliber. I mean, I think... I think uh, probably just the, I think it's the obvious talent, right? I mean, at this point you look at Jericho, Moxley, Matt Hardy, I mean, Cody, like it's very easy to put together a mania style card with these guys. Oh my God. MJF, Kenny Omega, yeah. um, uh, Adam Page, the Young Bucks. I pray, what do you call it, get there sooner versus later, the revolt. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I think they got plenty of talent on that roster though, for what it's worth. Well, and also what what will the professor has to understand when you talk about a WrestleMania caliber card look like WrestleMania cards are half of the equation is okay are are the talents established but the other half of it is what's the story like mm. it's it's getting to that point so like you know Wardlow's coming out in his own a little bit and then you and then you have Matt Hardy now here so what's what's a new thing we can see you know We've seen Matt Hardy versus Chris Jericho for the last 20 years. What's yes. something new Matt Hardy could do? It's it's all about the positioning of what you can do. That's what makes WrestleMania WrestleMania is you get to see these first-time-ever epic and, battles. Well, and to be fair, WrestleMania itself is its own entity. Like we talked about the other night on here, that it's not what it used to be in that one main event match that you'd pay 50 bucks gladly right. to pay yeah. the whole pay-per-view to go watch Rock versus Hogan, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have that anymore. No. It's its own brand. It's its own entity. You watch WrestleMania because of the festivities of it, the sizzle of it. Um, you know what I mean? Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't really have those main event style matches that draw you to it anymore. So anybody that's on WrestleMania, it really doesn't matter anymore in my opinion. Well, and, and like if you, if you talk to people who have been recent um, you know, writers or producers in the WWE in the last five, six years, if you're in WrestleMania – yeah, there's such a thing as being the WrestleMania main event when you are the last match, but you're still considered a semi-main if you're the first match because oftentimes the first match in Mania is one of the top biggest billing. That's yeah. just the way they bill it. So yeah. it's it's yeah, it, it, the formula is just is it. now they build oh, WrestleMania right. over five hours. Well, when they it's, don't it's, have empty arenas, they have all these different checkpoint matches as you go. So after Jericho won this match, uh, the inner circle joined him in the ring and Jericho challenged the elite to a stadium stampede match inside of a football stadium at double or nothing. Uh, not going. Bet, yeah. bet my house. It's going to be awesome. 
Sure. Yeah. And then and then Jericho goes ahead and asks, um, what's the gimmick's name? The thing that flies around? Vanguard. Vanguard One. Vanguard One. Have you made up your decision yet? Are you going to join the elite? Well, guess what? We sent the invitation. Took a baseball bat, introduced him as the new sixth member of <laughs> the, of the elite. Uh, not Floyd. The elite, sorry, the inner circle. Yeah. Floyd, Floyd and beat the holy hell out of the Vanguard uh, Vanguard One. Um, again, Jim Cornette is probably going to have five hours worth of podcasting on this segment alone this week, folks, um, for sure. Um, but nonetheless, I thought it was funny. Um, Matt Hardy came out in the ring very uh, uh, disheveled, but also very, uh, what, sad, right? His buddy just died, essentially, is how he sold it. But listen, get all rid of all that crap. Uh, uh, the nuts and bolts of this segment, which I really did like, is the announcement of this new match, this stadium stampede match, because it's going to be awesome. I will guarantee it's going to be good. It's going to be good. They're going to do it at the Jaguars field. It's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. Matt with Vanguard 1, crying over Vanguard 1 being destroyed. Glenn, it was like Blank Band, sad when J5 <laughs> blew up. Do you remember Blank Man? <laughs> You're the only person that remembers Blank Man, Justin. Yeah, more- Blank Man? The Damon Wayne's film, yes. Damon Wayne, yes, Blank Man. It's more of a Robert Townsend Meteor Man film fan myself that had another bad uh, creation in it as his little dude, henchman. What happened to Robert Townsend? Dude, there was a while, like I used to watch a stand up. He was uh, hot at one time. Yeah, Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle was my jam as a kid. That movie is so freaking funny. Robert Townsend, his partners in crime on HBO, all those comedy specials. He was like in Living Color yes. before in Living Color. Yes, he was. And he was hilarious. My yes. dad, my brothers thought that he was so funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Robert Townsend. And also, Glenn and Blank Man, the, the love interest was played by a certain lady. Who goes on to marry Mike Tyson? Segway Mike Tyson, AEW. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson is going to present the title, uh, the TNT title. Wait, how did I miss this? This announcement. Mike Tyson? I mean, Mike Tyson. He's going to be at double or nothing. He is going to present the new TNT title that Cody and Lance are fighting over. This is coming off of Mike. Matt, did you see this? Did you see Tyson's video this week? So, this is huge timing. What if Huge. now look, Mike Tyson helped turn the tide in '98 when he was you part of. Don't dare say it. Don't no, 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 no. I'm just saying, you know, there's context. He, you know, he's he was a big part of WWE. But if Mike Tyson wants to get back in the boxing game, and, and Holyfield yes. even said that they he would do a fight for charity against Tyson. No, no, Amanda, <laughs> do not. What if Tony Khan and AEW helped co-promote, and it was done at a Jacksonville venue under AEW's banner? I would be terrified for both men's health, honestly, <laughs> especially Holyfield. Honestly, Holyfield's in rough shape, man. Um, listen I, to him talk. I hate saying I that. He's one of my favorites. But Tyson looks like he could still friggin' kill people. Yeah, wasn't there the video uh, going around a week or two ago of him training? This week, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Dude, Crazy training, and then he looks at the camera and he goes, I'm back. And he is moving lightning dude, speed. He did look friggin' awesome, for what it's worth. And I just think that's amazing. AEW is having him do this. This is huge. I do agree it's huge. Huge. I did not know this. Yeah. Tyson, I'll tell you, it seems like in recent years, and he's even credited like therapy and his meds and where his head's at now, Tyson without yes. his problems and baggage or negative yes. influences, Tyson, I mean, his Dude. his uh, run really uh, hit a brick wall due to a variety he of reasons. was one of our most beloved American celebrities of all time that 
I would argue has been given 55,001 chances and I think would be given 55,002 because America wants this story to end positively finally for this guy. Yeah, I mean, because we've seen it all. It goes back to when we were kids and on that couch with him and Robin Gibbons just completely humiliating him. If you go back and watch that again, go back and watch it. Well, she and was we humiliating were, him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan was the headliner for pro wrestling in the pay-per-view era coming to age. Mike Tyson was the Hulk Hogan for boxing of pay-per-view. I mean... But, but, but I'm talking about the emotional part of the Mike yeah. Tyson story, of all the trials and tribulations he's gone through. We emotionally. We learned recently she was cheating on him with Brad things. Pitt, who she met on the set of Head of the Class. Hmm. When he guessed on. Well, I mean, Mike Tyson, Brad Pitt, yeah. right? Really? You know, they're I, rebooting Head of the Class. I saw that in my news feed the other day. I love that show. You I, like I, Simone, I bet. I bet you Glenn liked Simone. I told you I liked Simone. I said when I was a kid, I thought Simone uh, was like, said such a huge crush head. on her. And it was in my head then, and I cheated, sorry. Yeah. I pop every time I watch the first Hangover, and they come back to their suite, and Tyson's sitting there playing the Phil Collins song in the air tonight, and he knocks out Alan. I don't know. Tyson. Anyways, just... anyways, this is great for AEW, you guys. Yes, yeah, it could be really huge, big. Huge, huge news. Huge. So we got this request here. Good. Kyle McCloney uh, just wants to know if he can get a shout-out for his beautiful girlfriend, Shannon. He's going to ask wow. her to marry him and would love for wow. her to see this after the proposal. Uh Kyle wow. Shannon, Mazel Tov. Kyle, Kyle, why don't you step your game up and have us do it for you? We'll take all, oh, all the work sure. over for you. Therefore, if there's any rejection here, you know, uh, we're the ones that get rejected. You don't. You're like, listen, lady, I don't even know what you're talking about. I didn't even ask. These clowns did. That's so, true. Um, hey, Shannon, congratulations. Kyle, right? Kyle, congratulations. Yes. Your life will never be the same. It will be a thousand times better. And wait to get even a few more steps further, and hopefully one day parenthood will even change again for the better. So, oh, congratulations! That's awesome. Let us know uh, if you need our addresses, because I know we're going to be invited, of course, to your wedding. Oh, that's true. I'm not even. My brother might be getting married this fall, like my youngest brother. I'm not. I'm trying to convince dude, him to move it. I don't even want to go to a wedding this year. I'm like, push it back dude, a year. I had to. I did it with my own cousin. I was supposed yeah. to officiate his. I went and got my license online and everything. Yeah. And I was going to officiate it. It was supposed to be in July. I'm like, dude, you can't. You know why you can't do this? Yeah, like right? you just can't do this now. You know. I so was supposed to. God. I was supposed to be this week. This week is ten. And he lives in Connecticut. Hold on. And he lives in Connecticut. Oh yeah. 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 This week is ten years to the week. That I have been with my wife. Uh, we, oh, were wow. we were dating. We weren't haven't been married for ten years, but we were supposed to be in Aruba this week no, on the beach. This week we're supposed to be in Aruba. Thing, by the way, nobody cares about Aruba. Listen, uh, I can care about Aruba, man. I'm being a jerk because I'm accidentally <laughs> talking over you. Um, listen, I do the same thing though, uh, Justin. Me and my wife, we have been married for like I don't know, like fifteen, but we've lived together like no joke yeah. for twenty-one years. Wow, Since my freshman year in college. Wow. 22 years. Wait, so she, she was there for the Hogan point. figure? She was there for the Hogan figure? Oh, brother. She's definitely been there. Yes. That's some ride <laughs> or die shit, man. You got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. No, the real ride or die stuff is once your festivities are over with and you su you subject her to reruns of me videotaped in Nitro that we already watched earlier in the evening. <laughs> it's like 2 in the morning. We just came back from going out and we're watching it again. <laughs> can I can I tell you That's tonight? Terrible. Tonight while we watched tonight while we ate dinner with the two kids, 
my, my, my oldest daughter, she's getting into Family Matters. She does her own Steve Urkel voice. And we watched in silence my favorite Family Matters episode ever. My wife knew. I've talked about it for years. She finally saw it. That's the kind of bonding after 10 years is dinner, watch the favorite Family Matters episode. I am more impressed by the daughter. That's yeah. good stuff. My daughter, good things. my daughter Libby, she's five years old. And she has a great imagination. She likes, to, she loves to play pretend. She likes to reenact whatever we watch on Disney Junior. Now she loves to play a game called Steve and Carl, where I'm Carl Winslow and she's Steve Urkel, wow. and we reenact the the shenanigans they have on film. You want you want to give us great, a taste of your Carl job. Winslow voice, Justin? Yeah, I don't even. Do try to, she does a Steve Urkel. She she gets herself nasally. What? It's hilarious. How do you do Carl Winslow? I'm just generic. I'm like, all right, Steve, yeah. get out of the house. I'm just generic. Well, you she gotta work on that, dude. Yeah. Up your game. Come on. Come on. Um, Didn't Eddie always strike you guys as a dude who looked like he should be like a linebacker in the NFL? Yes. Like, dude, he looked jacked to me when I was a little kid. I don't know why. He, I was, on, he was huge. He was in the leftovers. Like in season two, he showed up as like a reverend in the leftover yeah. leftovers. Uh, or, or great like, work. Leftovers is awesome, by the way. Yeah, he was really good in that. I was very impressed with his uh, performance. Uh, Will the professor five dollars super chat? WWE and AEW mid card tier. Who would be the world champ within a year? Within a year? Um, I hate those questions. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Humor the man. Will the, Otis. Will, Otis has the money in the bank. Okay, he, he technically has the best seats to get there at the moment, yeah. but um, I, I, we can't call MJF mid-tier, right? Even no. Though, Darby, though? I can um, see Darby. I... We're saying world champ here. Darby no, mid-tier. Mid-tier. Mid-tier card. I, I, I oh, took wait. it as mid-card. Oh, who in the mid-tier now could be up there? Right. Hmm. That's why MJF, his oldest call is a decent one. MJF um, is kind of mid-card, though, on AEW. MJF. MJF. Yeah. Um, WWE World Champion? I don't know. I wouldn't have predicted Drew last year, so I think anything's possible. Jinder again? I don't know. I don't even want to. I don't know. Yeah. Name, Professor, what's up with that photo? Do you fancy yourself a ring announcer? I have a feeling. <laughs> Name Monroe, Buck99. Do you think Dark Order has gotten better without Uno? Where is Uno? He's on Twitter. Uh, he is on Twitter. You're correct. Um, Nate Monroe, I'll answer that. I'll say yes. The only reason I'm saying yes because unfortunately Uno would make him kind of corny with his with his voice, his fake voice, and whatnot. Um, you can still make the argument that his little dominions are annoying and whatnot, but for vignettes and promos, they are hilarious and they're awesome fodder for what's his name to clown and do his incisions on. Well, here's what doesn't make sense with Uno. For the longest time, Uno like came off as like he was the leader. Yeah. He was in charge of the yes. cult. But he kept yes. calling for this exalted one. Well, since Brody Lee is the exalted one has showed up, yeah. they have not done the vignettes or anything to like uh tell us that Uno is like Brody's trusted lieutenant. Uno is just doing that. But Maybe part of it's because of the time. Maybe Uno's not with them because of the of, of the. Oh, okay. Yeah, they said that tonight. I believe they said that tonight, according to. Oh, well, then that's our answer. Okay, okay. Then that's our answer. So yeah, so it's it's kind of falling out Thank of favor. Like you, KMF ninety four, dude. We even have to talk about it. Uno, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but let me say this though. I think for Uno, you Uno I, I I'm not again. I don't want to put his health at risk. But all things being equal. I think Uno will be hurt by not being there, not because he will yes. be punished, but because people will be like, you know what? This works without this guy. We got Brody. Yes. We can put any up in a minion mask. Listen, welcome to the world of being a pro wrestler. That's exactly yeah. why even when we get injured, 
why guys are not turning to draft parallels or why we why an addict acts like an addict and thinks painkillers so they can perform and not lose their spot, brother. But that's a big part of this, of why guys get hurt and don't want to miss any time because you'll be scared of losing your spot. This is a good example. I'm not saying he's injured right now, but <clears throat> I agree. He potentially he is being hurt the most, I think, right now by not being able to be there. Yeah. Because, you know. I mean, I think, you know, they say that, uh, Matt, you've heard this variations in this, like 90% of it's just showing up. But I think in his case, like, yeah, yeah dude, like, really, I, I, I would worry. Uh, and I understand if there's other circumstances or things there, but I think that don't let them see that the gimmick is working without him. Why? Okay, so real quick, why not have him be doing vignettes, though? Why can't he be doing them at home? That's true. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he edits. If I were, that's that's what I would do if I were him. Is like, hey, look at all these videos I put together. You guys can yes, put on TV, dude. Like, yeah, do something. Yes, go out swinging, brother. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about Sami Zayn and what's going on with him and the IC title in WWE. Yes. But it's kind of the yes. same thing. I think Sammy and I understand Sammy taking a principled, health conscious stand. But um, yeah, it's like I think right now that's that things done. are opening back up. You like Matt, and that's that's kind of the cold hearted reality of it. You could say all day long until you're blue in the face, no one's going to be penalized for skipping because of health concerns. But unless you're Roman Reigns or Becky Lynch, like I don't know that it's going to do you any favors. The show will always move on, and I'll argue even Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns as well. They are spokes as well in the wheel, they're just slightly bigger spokes. But especially nowadays in WWE, everybody, in my opinion, is replaceable. and they created it that way on purpose. There yeah. is, I told you, the last of a dying breed was John Cena. We'll yeah. never, in my opinion, see a star get to that level individually ever again. So we had uh, Christopher Daniels versus Brody Lee in the main event tonight with Brody Lee winning via pinfall. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Brody was out there with uh, 10, one of the, uh, the creepers from the Dark Order. And uh, then Moxley came out, uh, faced off with him, and uh, this is ahead of their match. So Brody Lee still has the title, and uh, they're going to face off at double or nothing. I'll say more and more the way I watch how this is going with like the what they how they book tonight, and Brody, you know, having the title, being the self playing champion. I, I mean, I think Mox is going to beat Brody. I think he's going to flat out beat him one, two, three, which, you know, like, that's not going to kill. Brody. It's Well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to kill him. Like, yeah, but it's it's not what you'd expect for Brody's first pay-per-view match. I'll put it that way, you know? Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next. So that was... Let's go. That was Dynamite tonight. Let's talk about NXT. Opened with the NXT Tag Team title match, Imperium versus Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Imperium, Marcel Barthel, and Fabian Eichner picking up the win. Now, during this, Thatcher and Riddle came apart. Great. I don't care about this story at all. I really don't. It's not because it's 11.30 and we're just getting the NXT right now, folks. There's nothing to do with this at all. I hate everybody's name involved in this match. Sands, um... Matt Riddle. Matt, what's his name? Matt Riddle. Yeah. Just want to point that out. Stupidest wrestling names ever. All three of them. Are you going to buy a Tim a, a Thatcher t-shirt? Look out. It's Thatcher. <laughs> well, you say it like that. 
Look out. I mean, people can say it about my name, too, to be fair. I hate my name. I never wanted to use my name. I wanted to be the, I'd rather have been the masked frigging marauder than Matt Morgan because we all think our names suck in real life. Just like we all, I'll tell you another thing that you guys probably haven't thought about or have thought about in your past. All of our voices suck. We all hate our own voices when we hear our voices. That's a real thing. Yeah. I think I've gotten a little used to it now. I've gotten used to hearing my own voice. It's not a shock anymore. The first time you hear the the first hundred times you hear it, it's a shock. Mine is the worst. Does not match my body. I should have like a big booming Undertaker deep voice, and I don't. I understand. I know your pain. People used to think I was a woman on the phone up until I, the time I was probably about <laughs> 19. <laughs> oh, Glenn. Oh, Lord. Glenn, you literally... Folks, you hear that saying? The road where you should say, line them up and we'll knock them down. Glenn. Glenn, Glenn um, will... Uh, as the same saying when it comes to custom memes that he literally gives you all every episode here, folks. I do this oh, for the man. fans. I do this for the fans, Matt. There is a meme in this. I'm just yes. predicting it. <sighs> Anyhow, um, so after this, after this win, Timothy Thatcher is tired of Matt Riddle's comedy and games over the oh. past few weeks. He oh, wants to man. be the champion, but not with that hot mess oh. Riddle is. Riddle no, approaches, huh? says, what happened out there? They shove each other and start brawling. But then, Listen, Thatcher, nobody's ever heard of you. Until Matt Riddle, for whatever reason, chose you to be a partner. You need to slow your roll. Thank God he let you be his partner and ride his coattails and shut your mouth. There you go. Yes. Yes. Um, so, Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell. There we go. This What'd was you good. Think of, what'd you think of Hartwell? I thought she was good. I thought they there was some good back and forth. I thought Tegan Knox looked great. Um, oh, looks great. Yeah, I mean... Seriously, high point of my night. NXT NXT women are always, always a high point. I think – I can't believe I'm saying – I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Tegan Knox has broke my top five favorite female wrestlers. Yeah. Even, like, her music has really grown on me. Like, I think she's really, really good. And we talk about giving she's offense good. and how much you give somebody. They gave Indy enough to let you know that she's somebody that they're going to yes. get – you know, that she's somebody to watch out for. And it made sense. To me, it wasn't too much. It wasn't overkill. And Tegan still, obviously, she's a stud. She's such a stud athlete and just performer, in my opinion, main eventer, too. I think she's, I do. I think she's the real deal. But by comparison, this Rhea Ripley backstage promo, I mean, okay, she's going to face Io Shirai. What have they done to Rhea? She was so great, and I just feel like this is just kind of... No, I don't know. I don't know if this is, okay... Here's my philosophy on this one. Yeah. Way too big of a word to use on this. But um, here's my opinion on this. I think with Rhea Ripley, dude, we loved her so much. And we loved her really so much. Like when she heard her, like where Tegan Knox is right now. Yeah. Is what I feel like I was with Ripley for the longest. Right. All of us, I think, were. And she was on this nice crescendo where it was just getting bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger and bigger. Right. And unfortunately, I feel like we saw some things with her that they should never have let us see with her, meaning they put her in predicaments that we can't ever unsee again. Her Hmm. being a little chasing Charlotte Flair around, begging for her to challenge her for her title. Do you know what I mean? They took the badass part of her a little bit from me away, and I can't unsee it. 
I want her and see it because I love Rhea Ripley. I think she looks like a million bucks. She screams main eventer. Her, her look is different. Her work is great. She's athletic and she's strong as hell. And she has muscle on muscle, dude. She's a she's just a super stud athlete. She is. All right. But I think there's some things, and they used to say this about me and other big guys. The problem with big guys that are green is if you see us do something that just looks terrible, it's hard for fans to unsee that again. And then you're screwed. It's why they take big guys along very slowly in their development. Because everything we do sticks out more. With Rhea Ripley, because she's so impressive looking, I can't unsee her going around banging Charlotte Flair every damn week on damn Raw. Saying, hey, I think she's you know what I mean? And for yeah. me, it killed it. So now I'm over analytical and over promos. And I'm watching, I'm finding myself being way too over analytical with her, unlike what I used to be, which was just like, she's the shit. Um, all hail Rhea Ripley, you know? I just feel five weeks in, has Charlotte being on NXT improved NXT's women's division? I would argue that it, it's, it's, it's at least at the same level or even a little lesser than it was before WrestleMania. Really, though? If you want to, okay. But what they did to Rhea Ripley is what the company did to Rhea Ripley. Charlotte yeah. didn't do that. No, the I know, I know. I'm not blaming Charlotte. That. I'm not blaming Charlotte. So hear me out. So hear me out. If you were to tell me six months ago that we had a women's roster with Charlotte Flair as your champion, Rhea Ripley right under there, Shirai right underneath there, um, Tegan Knox right underneath there, and more, there's like two or three others I'm leaving out, Yeah, I'd be like, holy bleep, wait, what? That's the best women's division in wrestling history, potentially. I agree. But what they should be doing, um, Charlotte still feels like a guest star, not a member of the locker room. And what I mean by that is, why isn't she, she like forming her own stable or taking someone that she's trying to like groom as a successor and get some of the rub there? You know, why doesn't she have a faction or something? It feels like she's just showing up and then you leaving. don't think that what's her name got in a mega rub out of that, even though she lost with uh, Mia Yim or Io Shirai? Yim. Yim. I think Mia was a badass still before. I mean, I don't think it it hurt. I don't think it elevated her necessarily. It certainly you didn't don't hurt think her. elevated her. That great match she had with her. I think Mia could use a really sure. good feud with a very decisive victory. I think that's what Mia she needs does. right now. She does. And she's somebody who needs to be in that conversation that I just said earlier. Yeah. I would argue she's a half a tier down yeah. from the other girls I just said, Knox and Ripley. Actually, half, actually, half, half. what if, okay, so what if Charlotte, because she respects Mia, what if Charlotte, like, Drops grooms title. Mia to, like, be her successor, and then we get Mia versus Rhea, because those two okay. could have... Like an all-time okay. epic women's match and feud. I would totally love that. Again, I just think full she... heel. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. Yeah, I just th- something. I, I just I think, think that Charlotte Flair gets people to stay on the channel though, too. Don't, don't don't we think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, without knowing the the quarter by quarter numbers of you know when Charlotte's on, is she increasing them or whatever? I think that's the that's the idea behind it. Hindsight twenty twenty. Matt, you're right. You know, Rhea building a mania saying, challenge me, challenge me. The NXT title is just as legit as anything else. And she should so, not have lost it, by the way, either. Exactly. So that's the thing is that they, then you go, then you look, look back at that match. It was a very good match. It was a very, um, it was a very Rick Flair match in terms of the, the, the focus on a body part. And there was just a lot of, a lot of flesh talking from yeah. Charlotte was amazing. Yeah, there Rhea was a Ripley lot. Should have lost that match though. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of flairisms, and if Rhea would have overcame that, that yes. would have like yeah. And so now we look at hindsight. Now that we're whatever six weeks they removed from Mania, 
yeah, it, it did not do Rhea the favors, you know, that they that, 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 that should have been done. We can't, I can't unsee her on the ground selling her knee like that in tears, yeah. either. Correct, yeah. she was a badass to me, she was bulletproof to me. Yep, yep, correct. Yeah, they got to do something. Um, so I mean, we'll see. So it looks like Rhea's going to get built back up. She'll face Io Shirai. She'll probably defeat her and then get a rematch with Charlotte. And maybe at this takeover in your house, which they announced tonight, which we'll talk about in a minute. At Ryder Park in Longwood. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's Rhea's. I mean, I, maybe they bounced the back to her this quick, uh, especially with, in fact, with Becky not on Raw, Good. I could absolutely see them putting Charlotte back on Raw. Fine. Well, the only or thing that. The way around. Yeah. Around, maybe. yeah, Rhea versus Asuka, dude, right there. Bro, that's how you make her back. That's how you yeah. do it. You have her beat the most legitimate female competitor there is, because I'm sorry, Asuka is legit, legit, badass. Yeah. yeah. The, the only other thing, be... not to be the bearer of bad news, the only other thing that um, worries me, it, no, the only thing that worries me is that, like, maybe Rhea being in a WrestleMania match against Charlotte, I think she did fine. She should have won, as we talked about. That's when you have Vince looking at you the closest. Unless something that Vince saw did not impress him to where he goes, next. I don't know, but that's the only thing I can think about is that like Vince does not watch every NXT match. So if, if obviously Mania is Vince's baby. So unless he saw something that just didn't click with his his mind, I don't know. Yeah. What was uh, Mario Chris 499 saying MVP stable Cedric Ricochet Apollo Lashley versus Undisputed Era could be great. So many great storylines also would help get the stable Ooh. over. Okay. I'd be okay. shocked if uh, they do that with NXT, but uh, we'll talk about Undisputed Era in a minute. Uh, Justin Lopez $5 saying, I thought the Rio we saw that Survivor Series weekend till December when oh. she won the title could have filled the void on Raw that Becky left. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Glenn Lipkin, 999, saying, sorry, this is off topic. CLC apologizes. We don't even apologize when we go off topic. Saying, I just watched the show. Still don't understand how Cody is fighting for a title when he said, if I lose, I can never fight for an AEW title match. Have they addressed? AEW world title. title. He said world title. He definitely said, yeah. This title was, this TNT title wasn't even in existence when he made it. got him on He ain't going to win it anyway. Exactly. He ain't winning it anyway. Don't worry. Archer's gonna win it, and uh, well, and Jake Roberts. It's gonna be like he took his blue chew. It's gonna be incredible. Uh, and, Cody, and Cody's gonna drive his truck thirty feet to get to the ring. <laughs> the interim get to the next match. NXT Cruiserweight Title Tournament tonight. Tony Nice versus Jake Atlas. I like to see Jake Atlas get a win here. Uh, did the Rainbow DDT again for the win? That cartwheel was great. Um, I'm just yeah. waiting for Maverick, man. I just want to see what's going to happen with Drake Maverick and all this. T- how terrible. Do you, what, come on. We just going to ignore that name, though? Jake Atlas? What? Do you Jake think that's Atlas. another zinger? Do you think that's another? That's his name. Event name. Is that okay. actually his name? Uh, that's what he, he he's from your part of the world, Glenn. He's, yeah, I've seen he him. I yeah. saw him. Uh, he came up with uh, Jungle Boy. I saw, I've seen him a couple times at indie shows around here. I don't know. He's got to be more creative with his names. I, again, it doesn't pass my name test, but none of these, nobody's nobody's name does. I don't even pass. It. Let's no be honest. Nothing matters in this cruiserweight thing except watching what Drake Maverick's results are. Yeah, fine. You're correct. Yeah, you're, you're right. I, he's going to fight Kushida next week, and he's going to beat Kushida, and then and then he's going to be two and one, and he'll be tied for first in his group. That's all that matters. Okay. Yeah, but Jake Atlas is looking good for this being his sort of. He is good. He's good debut. Uh, with NXT, uh, his first big run. Um, so, oh man, this, this was the problem. This undisputed era zoom video call. I just kept thinking <laughs> of the inner circle. This just seemed like a poor rip off of that. It did. 
That's exactly what I thought. That's I swear to God, that's what I thought. I, yeah. I thought the, I thought the same, and it's like it's whoever gets to the dance first gets to claim and gets to name it. But I at least like the fact they tried and tried to do something. Sure. I'd rather I'd rather them try, and it wasn't like they did. It wasn't the same theme of, of the Brady Bunch or whatever, but yeah, it was the same. Did they know, try though? Did they try? Did they try? I agree with you. Yeah, I, I don't like think they really tried. Defenses, and if they swing and miss, I'm always okay with that. I don't think they tried. No, they bunted. This was a uh, lazy. We, we all do. Zoom. I did like three zooms myself today. Everybody does zoom. That's nothing special about that. Oh, but it's in wrestling. No, well, I don't know. Well, whatever. I mean. It was not. It, no, it was not as entertaining as any of the uh, inner circles bubbly bunch. But I'm just saying. Uh, at this point, if next week in NXT, if we saw uh, 25 random fans who got COVID tested got to be spaced out and make a little bit of noise, I'm not going okay. to say, "Oh, they're stealing from AEW." I'm going to say, "Yes, no. they tried, made it happen, and they gave us some fan noise." That's where I'm at. I'm not going to say they tried at this long, wait long in a game before they put well, five true. fans, ten fans in there. I mean, that's not trying. I mean, come on. Trying is when the stuff they do with Bray Wyatt, Boneyard, go way out of the box, yeah. way out of bounds and be creative. This is the juggernaut. This is WWE. This is the New York Yankees of wrestling. The creative geniuses they have in this company, they have tons of them. Um, I, I'm sorry. Zoom doesn't do it for me, brother. And especially given now that every late night talk show is Zoom, uh, SNL has done so many Zoom sketches from their at-home editions. The Bubbly Bunch happened. Like, I feel that if they'd done this six weeks ago, it would have yes. been relevant. It would have been perfectly, yes, yeah. yes, that's the word, relevant. I was going to yeah. say trendy, but that, that wasn't really trendy. But no, to relevant. your point, Matt, yeah, they should have taken a big swing. They should have done something that was a little more entertaining, because this was just kind of lame. Yep. Um, we have the vignette for Karrion Cross in Scarlet tonight and uh fan favorite music during this what was that from armageddon not just armageddon so here's some dorky fun fact this music uh it's on one of the wb anthology soundtrack series where they put out the theme music they used it for the december pay-per-views of armageddon what well, i get the chills on my arms this music of the end is near this was the famous music and you can go on youtube and find a 30 second clip of this when Vince McMahon had to poison his own creation and brought in the NWO to WWE, there was a beautifully produced 30-second video flashing Hall, Nash, and Hogan, flashing all this imagery of Armageddon uh, terrorism yes. and the, uh, that song. This song has not been used for probably 17 years by WWE, and the fact they used it for Cross and, and Scarlet and, and given the, the, the debut impact they had last week, this was great. This was a very appropriate song. I popped huge for this. This is how you get talent over. This is how you smash people over the head with talent right yeah. here. Big old friggin' hammer. Here you go, fans. These are the next hit stars in our company. That's right. how you do it. Right. Like, what's that say? The last time you used this music you owned was when you introduced the NWO into I your mean, promotion. I don't think they expected every fan at home to have the, the um, uh, mental erection that you speak of right now. <laughs> about that way, uh, <laughs> but I, I dig your point, though, in, in making note of how important it is and how old since it's been since they've used it. And most importantly, again, it smashes you over the head with you need to pay attention to these two. And thank God, because I'll be honest, I was nervous of how they were going to with his name. 
what they were going to do with him. I'm like, dude, he looks jacked. He looks so much different than everyone else on that roster. You cannot just make him another guy. I hope they don't. Hash- just, they're playing, you know? know. Hashtag pot committed, hashtag mental erection. Dude, <laughs> they are pot committed to him. Yes, yeah. definitely. They need to be. Anthony uh, called calls. Buck 99 just says, Drake rides power wheels crashing in tiny trash can. Well, if that was a video, I, I would watch that. You can get it over. That kid can get over anything. Anything. Literally. I, we, uh, we were watching an old episode of Just Shoot Me the other night, and when I saw David Spade back in the 90s, man, that's Drake Maverick in a, in a nutshell. It is. Very it similar is. to the main roster gimmick. Yes. Um, so, after this vignette, uh, we had a vignette on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, Dakota, Dakota's great. This is, uh, I love this promo. I thought, yeah, that's one thing they've got so much. I think she's like seven. She's like seven on my list. She might be eight, which is ridiculous because she's another stud. Yeah. They're just so stacked on. They're stacked. So we did see DX in the production area, Triple H, William, uh, Triple H, uh, William Regal was not there. So we saw Triple H, Shawn Michaels, um, and Road Dog were there announcing the 25th anniversary of WWE in your house. And they're going to do NXT TakeOver in your house Sunday, June 7th on the WWE Network. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Okay. And, and this is a fun, creative thing for them to do to try to, you know, uh, anchor a gimmick to TakeOver while we're in these uncertain times. Tomorrow, May 14th, tomorrow, May 14th, 1995, was the. Uh, the 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 first ever in your house so that so it's kind of fun that timely wise they're doing it almost exactly on an anniversary of when in your house which became the the b level shows behind the 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 big four uh it's it's pretty cool to state wise but this is fun i i hope as we joked about earlier i hope they can get the set get get it in your house set uh put the put the nxt spin on this um they will yeah this is fun so we had Finn Balor versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, pretty good match, but were you shocked yeah. that uh, Balor lost and Damian Priest uh, revealing himself uh, attacking Balor after? No, I wasn't surprised by this. This is good use of Finn Balor. No offense to him. Him being an NXT champion or whatever does nothing for me. Um, this is how you use him. I'll just be honest. I think this was great use of him. This, he... Homeboy beat a legitimate star tonight. It helps him immensely. Um, and I'm all for that. Yes. I'm uh, so we'll see where that goes. And then we have the Cruiserweight title tournament match. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Jack Gallagher with Jack Gallagher picking up the win. So now we're off to the semifinals next yeah, week. I didn't know about the placing of this match. This felt like a yeah. little bit of a letdown, if I'm being honest, where this was placed on the card. But whatever. Then what about... Leah versus Caden Carter. Caden uh, Carter picking up a win tonight. Great. This was good. And this is why I didn't like the placement of the last match. Yeah. I think this started to decrescendo the show a little bit. No offense to Gala or any of the guys. It, it, it's just that we just got done seeing Finn Balor get, just get beat. You know what I mean? That's big. That was a big deal. Actually, yeah. a much bigger deal. I would argue even potentially a main event type of no, I agree with win that. for that guy. I would have won off the air with that, but because of that, it felt like everything else after that was kind of a decrescendo. And unfortunately, here's Aaliyah busting her ass every day, getting an opportunity, gets on TV tonight, gets it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I like the placing of it. 
Yeah, no, I, actually, Matt, that's it. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I, I, I like, I've, I've liked Leah, and then I like the fact that they're inevitably going to put her with, with, with Robbie. Um, but I couldn't figure out why it didn't connect, and you, you, you very simplistically said it. It was just what did it follow, and it, and that's what I think. That's what I think killed it. Um, so I think good point by you. But I mean, I'm glad that they're going to put Aaliyah in that stable, or at least it was. Yeah. Because I think she's got, she has a she has a look. Uh, you know, she's got. She just looks from, her ass off. Yeah, just yeah. from just from the spots that I've been able to identify as as pretty cool. I, I think she's got something. So, but I think you're right. Where they put it didn't do it favors. And Robert Stone was out there as well. Which I'm always a fan of. He's yes. my boy. And yeah. one thing with Aaliyah, another thing is why that's good is because the rest of the locker room is going to see that. I can't tell you how important that is. When um, gender and people like that get opportunities, it le- it electrifies the locker room. Huh. And that younger talent that haven't really gotten over yet and they're about to give up and say, well, I'll make card for life, I guess. Oh, well. And just check in like Dolph and others do. Um, no offense to him because it's not his fault. But a lot of them do that. This electrifies them and says, well, shit, she finally got her break. This is awesome. I need to pick up my game, too, now. That's what it does. Yeah. Uh, Hard work pays off. Hard work pays off. Kanan Carter, as always, just looks like a badass. Million bucks. Million bucks. So, oh, man, this was so tough to watch. This Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae dinner table promo with the weird – like double exposure focus effect. Dude, like what the dude, hell? Is, I don't understand the order of this. I don't understand it. Yeah. Nothing that we have seen tops again. Finn Balor losing. I, I don't know what, I, what what they were thinking with this. Again, this is something that I would have kicked the show off with. Maybe put on number two. Yeah. I don't know. But this promo, I mean, Justin, how are you feeling about this? I like Gargano and LeRae as heels, mm-hmm. and I like what they're trying to do, but these promos, I mean, like, this, there's just nothing here. This isn't electric at all. This is, like, feels very stale. And they're both great talents. I like them, Matt. I know you're not a big Gargano fan, but I think there's so much potential, and this just seems so weak. Well, there's two sides of it. So Johnny and Candice playing heels, uh, for me personally, very similar to Britt. The, the same story, Britt right. Baker. They've never they they neither Johnny or Candace have ever made any money off of being heels. They've always been the the baby faces. So uh, I appreciate the fact that they are getting to do new new territory, and I and I don't think they're bad at it. But I do agree these these dinner side <laughs> these dinner side vignettes and promos are corny. Yeah, they're corny. They're uh, and I know that we're I know that I know that the company is tasked with what everybody else in entertainment is which is make the best of the situation given yes given the the pandemic so i guess asterisks there but yeah i, I don't love the dinner time the dinner time table stuff but i i i do like candace and johnny as a as a heel tandem absolutely um, the way they're talking to each other even though like this was so slow i almost think it would have been better you know it's getting slower what's that man Having to talk about I'm being, it. I'm being, I'm being a good team sport here. Continue the show that's going on for three hours. This podcast. Anyhow, man, again, or Matt, didn't you hear Raj is paying us by the 15 minute increments? Yeah, right. <laughs> it is. 
they need like manic energy. Like I want them to be working each other up more, talking faster and faster. Like they're almost feeding off. I don't know something to just get it going. But this promo went on for way too long, um, and it may, I think it does not make them look good. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Matt Riddle in the main event tonight. Timothy Thatcher getting the win. Okay, so this is a huge win for him. Obviously, I get that. When I saw this in the main event, I, I'm not going to joke. I went, wait a second. Did, be effing. Yeah, sorry. Well, well, read it again if you want. Okay. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, wait. Thatcher, wait. Why did Riddle's music hit after this? Now I'm I'm confused as to what happened. What? Sorry, we read it again. Wait, who actually won this? Because the Wrestling Inc. recap might be wrong. And honestly, I was getting ready to do the podcast Riddle, right when this started. Riddle won, but Thatcher attacked him after. And Thatcher That's put him in a submission hold. This... So this, this should one, not have been in the main event. That's all I wanted to say. That's what I said to my TV screen tonight. Why is this my main event on NXT? So this was the threat of the Two night. Two of the girl segments could have been the main event over this. Finn Balor could have been the main event over this. Yeah, this was the threat of the night. They started a tag team match. Thatcher abandoned Riddle. Then Thatcher attacks Riddle backstage. I don't uh, care. Regal gives the match. Well, never, never mind if you care or not from the story. And I'm a... I'm a Matt Riddle fan, but I watch I am this. Too. I watch this, and I like pro wrestling, and I like to think that I have a baseline yeah. understanding of psychology. This was too grapple-heavy of a match. It was just side-by-side yeah. side AEW's main event. It was just boring, bluntly yeah. to put. It was just boring. It was just too It was too much psych- te- te- technique and grapple. Yeah, it changed way too much change. Also, really quick, I, I didn't understand why they felt this was a good main event, like a main event to even well, put out there. Because it was the story, yeah. the bookend with the beginning, with the tag title and their loss. I mean, okay. I see on paper why it made sense. And they were That's probably fair. both when there you, and available. When you say bookending like that, that does make sense. But let me ask you a question. If you have two pieces of bleep that begins <laughs> this show and the second that ends this show, do we really call it a bookend? Or do we just call it two pieces of bleep? If it's got books in between it, it two pieces of bleep. Matt, if it's got books in between it, they're bookends. No, it smears all over the books, is what it does. To be even more graphic, folks. Uh, Anyways, the moral of the story is this: there were three other segments, uh, Glenn, that easily could have main evented this show, especially when, uh, um, no, ADW. In my opinion, they should have ended it with Jericho. To be perfectly fair. You know, they should have ended it with the Jericho segment. I know he's beating up uh, a robot, whatever the hell you want to call that drone. But still, I would have ended it with that. Yeah. So to be fair, they didn't end it in the hottest way. I thought that they could have ended it either. I think to summarize. Much better. I think to summarize AEW tonight, or maybe even in general, AEW is very much crash TV week to week. And NXT feels like they are in it for a long term. NXT is trying to make you buy the long term. They are. And Hunter said that a thousand times on all his press pressers he does for it. And that's great. That's awesome. But by the same token, what about if the stories I don't care about, I now have to, like, I'll give you Matt Riddle and the Stature guy. I'm now stuck for four, what, three months in a storyline that I've got to now watch unfold. I don't care on how it unfolds. It can unfold, it can repack itself and go back into the story. It can. Unfold itself again five times over. I still will not care. It could be a transformer and transform the Optimus Prime for all I care. I still won't care how it unfolds. 
Okay. So yeah. by, but, but to be fair to AW, I don't want to call Crash TV because that's a, to a degree it's an insult because Crash TV is just going for shock value. No, no, I, I didn't mean insult. Cameras. No. And whatnot, whereas I think they do a better job of an AEW, and I'm not saying this at home, I'm being serious. They do a better job of making each segment feel different. Right. Because, again, they do better vignettes and backstage stuff. Now, the NXT defense, not tonight with the one, uh, what do you call it? We just said it earlier. Oh, the Undisputed uh, Era thing, the no, Gargano no, and terrible. Candace no, the thing. good stuff, the good stuff. Not oh, the, the good stuff. stuff. Hmm. The, the guy and his girlfriend. You just said it earlier. Oh, with uh, Killer Carrie uh, oh, and Cross. Oh, and yes. Yes. Them, so, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That so was many, so all right, let me let me let me let me retract my crash TV. AEW is doing very good, giving you segment A to segment B. NXT saying we're going to give you a really good segment A, segment oh. D. Wait it out, and we're going to give it to a story. Like AEW is giving you. Some of them are stories I don't care about. Yeah, but that's the problem with all TV, though. I mean, how many TV shows I do you watch? Wait out. I don't watch it anymore. That's what I do. I click the channel. But aren't there like B plots you don't like on good my shows? Wife, my wife does. She's the worst to watch TV with, dude. She fast forwards through like uncomfortable scenes and movies. Oh, oh god! That, that that you have to watch. Matt, She's like, I don't want to see this. I, I just finished. This. My wife and I just finished season three of Ozark. And oh yeah, dude. There's some uncomfortableness at times. Where my wife yeah. turns away, if she was a fast forward, and I'm like, "F you, you can't do that. No, you, can't you do cannot this. fast forward. Look away, it's leave the room. Your, it's going to ruin your slow burn. It's a slow burn show, and you're going to ruin yes. it. Yes, yes. You, you gotta, you have to mostly invest in this part. I know it's tough. I know you don't want to see this person get killed, but we have to because there's going to be a payoff. It's going to mean so much more. Exactly. So not, why can't you? Why can't you do that with NXT? Because I don't care what happens to Thatcher. A bus can back over him. I won't care. Yes. <laughs> but in TV worst. shows, like in season two of The Wire, I didn't care for the Ziggy character. Ooh. Season five, I didn't like the serial killer thing. Made me cry. Made yes. me cry when the, when one, one young kid killed the other gang member. Um, I, probably, I don't remember the guy's name. Michael killing Snoop. Spoilers for anyone skinny, with The Wire. The tall, skinny, the tall, skinny African uh, American kid. Um, oh, when Bodie and they always ran together. Oh, with Poot, yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, Poot killed Dude, um, Wallace. Spoilers he for the himself. wire. He peed, he peed yeah. himself before he shot him. Do you remember? Yes. I cried. I just did a bodybuilding show that day, folks. And I was watching that backstage on my phone, and I'm bawling. That was such a great show. Yes. Oh my god. But even in the so wire, crazy. though. So when season two started, were you like, "Who are all these white people, and why do I care about them down at the docks?" Like it took me a while yes, to kind of get into yes, it. Yes, 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 it did. Yes, you're correct. You yeah, know, and yeah, I like yeah, the entire yeah. show, but I'm just saying, like, so I'm I'm used to doing that. But in wrestling, there's something about it in wrestling where it magnifies it almost because we only get a limited amount of time each week. So I, I get what you're saying. It's very hard to. Look past this, but I had that problem with Undisputed Era. I know people love Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era being the main characters in NXT for me, really, like that's what I would zone out during. I wanted to watch the women. Maria. Yeah. So, but Glenn, that's fair. They all look similar, and there's a million reasons why I could see that. Yeah, Glenn, explain to me our, our chat because I just got sent this. Apparently, within a minute of thirty seconds, one person goes. Labar is an NXT fluffer, whatever the fuck that means. And then thirty <laughs> seconds Google later, it. whatever thirty seconds later, somebody goes, 
the bar always thinks AEW does better. So which is it? Am I an AEW apologist or am I on the NXT, am I on the NXT payroll? Which is it, chat room? I'd love to know. What, what, where am I at? I just hate everything. Here's, here's one. You shouldn't care. <laughs> Try it. It's the best. It's very freeing. What do we all got right. in the news stories, Justin? All right, Matt. I got four. Hopefully they all interest you. <laughs> well, I'm picking them. I go, what's Matt gonna think when I do this one? All yeah, right. right. First, I know, I do. I, I that's that's a true story. All right, here we go. <laughs> First one. Uh, WWE uh, uh, is reportedly, according to Wrestle Votes, we've talked about before, a Twitter account that's had a lot of credibility. Uh, WWE reportedly looking at a new SummerSlam location that will allow fans to be present. They're even considering pushing the date back into September if it means getting to a location uh, in a city that will allow some fans. So, okay. So, uh, again, okay. Uh, that is so far away, relatively speaking. A lot right. can change. Who knows? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Next one. Uh, this is, uh, of course, remember back in uh, April that uh, Oliver Luck, he was the XFL CEO and commissioner yep. for Vince McMahon. He had uh, uh, sued. We, we know that he had, was suing Vince McMahon. We now know, uh, according to Ben Fisher of Sports Business Daily, according to uh, legal documents that were uh, filed, so Oliver Luck was, uh, was was suing WWE, basically saying that you know, you know, he, he, this was unfair that he was being uh, let go the way he was, and he's owed a certain amount of money. Well, through Vince's attorneys and through what uh, Vince, as attorneys, uh, filed as gross neglect of his job, they were basing it on these three reasons. Reason number one, Oliver Luck left the XFL's headquarters in Connecticut from his home in Indiana on March 13th and disengaged from XFL's operations. Vince claimed that Luck did not inform him, inform him of his intentions uh, to simplify it. Uh, the CEO was needed most, and Luck did not devote his time to the XFL at a, a, you know, in, in, in a need situation. Number two, Oliver Luck used his league-issued iPhone for personal matters. Okay. And number three, Oliver Luck signed... Right. Oliver Luck signed former NFL player Antonio Callaway, who played wide receiver for the Browns, uh, to a draft contract promising him of 125000 signing bonus. And, and McMahon had told Luck, I do not want any players who have any kind of sketchy background, which Callaway does have some, some things on his record. So basically, Luck suing WWE, WWE, or suing Vince, excuse me. Vince, by his lawyers responding, saying this is, this is what's justifying Vince's actions. So we will continue to watch that, how that unfolds. And finally, this, this is kind of a two-for-one story right here. So Ooh. Sting... Sting here. Uh, Stang. Stang. So, that'll be Hall of Famer Sting. Um, he is no longer, according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, he is no longer under contract with WWE. Hmm. Okay. WWE also pulled his Mattel action figure series. So, Why? well, that, exactly. So, this, this got people wondering. Now, is it good AEW? If one person writes that, take them off Twitter immediately. Go ahead. Um, now, as all this is going on, Sting and Lance Archer in AEW had a very positive exchange of Sting putting over AEW, or Archer, 
Cody Rhodes also got involved in the thread. So this got people to start thinking, all right, we've seen Bret Hart, we've seen Diamond Dallas Page. Is Sting maybe going to pop up in AEW? A one-off promo at best. Exactly. Exactly. Well, PW Insider reports that uh, sources close to Sting are denying the rumors that there, there really is no connection to Sting and AEW. Um, I'll ask him. I will shoot him a text. I swear to God, I'll have, shoot him a text. I'll have it on him next week. I love it. I Matt, I'll, I'll give you my opinion in a second. Uh, connected to that, uh, we have an exclusive from Raj Geary and Wrestling Inc. with contracts. Ric Flair, his contract with WWE did expire at the end of 29. Ric Flair does have a new WWE contract. So uh, there's a lot to talk about legends. Are legends up for grabs to possibly be used by AEW? Ric Flair's on a WWE contract. Sting is a free agent. I will say this, though, and, I, and I'll give credit to our other podcasts here. My initial thought with Sting was, look, uh, you know, it's like you just said, Matt, I can see him for a one-off promo. But Nick Hausman, who does the Wrestling Inc. Daily with me, uh, Nick brought up a very good point. Which was? I thought that Sting's, Sting's had a mania moment. WWE got whatever they wanted out of Sting. The one yeah. thing WWE has not got out of Sting is now we've seen you could do a boneyard match. You could do something Ooh, with Sting and, and Undertaker in, 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 okay. an edit, in an edited situation. Even yeah. more on the fact is this. If you analyze and look at Sting's actions from another angle, it almost looks like oh. a bit of a power play. Like Sting's trying to force uh, WWE's hand here. Hmm. And look, Edge just admitted on a WWE 24 that AEW was going after him. And he instead right. went to Vince first. Vince right. obviously brought him back, and we know what's happened here. Prior to that, I don't know who reported it, but I'll just so say you, it now. Really quick, let's just fast forward to it because you're taking forever. So you think Sting is doing this so he can play WWE, a, leverage AEW, and make Vince bring him back and make him wrestle versus Undertaker in a movie match? Yes, because one other example beside, before Edge was Goldberg was also rumored to be talking to the cons, and within weeks after that, Goldberg was announced for a Crown Royal match yes. in Saudi Arabia against Undertaker. So I do think okay. Sting could be playing the playbook of getting one more payday from WWE, and we could see a match. Maybe here's the thing about Sting: it won't be a match match because he's another one that is actually, believe it or not, very particular about how he ends his career, about yeah. not wrestling when he still can't go. I know yeah. he doesn't do that. He's very serious about that. So I don't think it will be a match match. You know, could he be doing it to leverage for like a movie style match, like Boneyard? You could sure. be onto something then, Justin. Yeah. I hope that's what he's doing because I don't want to see him leave WWE because this dude for years, you know, never got that WWE money. He just started to get it. I don't want to see him lose it. The guy deserves it. Well, and, and, he's a and good the, man. He's a great man. And the beautiful thing great about the younger talents too. By the, way. the beautiful thing the Boneyard match showed us for Taker and anybody who's his opponent. You fight forever. You can, fight, you can forever. fight forever. It's a stunt Hollywood movie. You're falling on crash pads. It's protected. Oh, it. You can have 50 takes. It's not the live take on an, in a ring in front of a crowd. So you don't have to explain it. Yeah, no, in it, fact, uh, Matt, if you're going to text Sting, I, mean, I would you, be like, you need to demand creative control, and I want you to demand that you're going to get a director in there. Hell, get Alex Proyas or someone who directed The Crow. Get, like, a real film director in there. Let Sting have creative control and do, like, the most epic match with him and Taker. None of this Vinceism shit. Let it be no, real. Screw that. I'm going for Dello. I'm going for myself and say, hey, listen, this would be a great time to introduce me. What do you think, Sting? No. <laughs> <laughs> It could be incredible. Like, yeah. Dude, <laughs> fans be like, who brought Iron Mike Sharp back? <laughs> uh, 
uh, I think a cinematic match with Sting would be incredible. And uh, I mean, it would be. You, I think you're right, Justin. I hope that's what happens. I really, I do, because that would we, be a cool way for them all to go out. All we ever wanted to see of Sting and Taker was the entrances and the backstory of their characters. Yes, dude, mm-hmm. magic powers, magic powers. The, the moment the bell, powers. the moment the bell rings in Saudi Arabia, and they have to do an actual wrestling match, we don't care. But if you do an yeah. edit, if you do a cinematic match, the Crow, the Taker, infinite possibilities. In fact, that could be. I think that could be yeah. Taker's last match as well. I think that would be an epic way for both of them to go out. I think it Taker's last. I could see this for SummerSlam, and there's all the as I just said, there's all the questions of where SummerSlam's. Yeah. If you do Sting, Sting and Taker for SummerSlam, I do think Taker's last could be the exact 30 year anniversary of Survivor Series in November from 30 years. If he ends it at Survivor Series, that could be the end. So Survivor or uh, SummerSlam of Sting, whatever at Survivor Series, and then Wasn't it last year Survivor you Series. Can't wrestle on a real match though. Yeah, ninety to twenty twenty. That's thirty years. Ninety. I thought it was eighty. You don't want to see him. No, no, he, you don't want to see him in the match. Match. Him versus Snuka. Although he could tag 90. in and out. He, he could tag yeah. in and out. Or not, five, five, five. Sorry, not Snuka, but no Survivor Series. Yeah, I, Survivor Series nineteen ninety was his first one. Well, there you go. I think that would be a good way to go out. Uh, so uh, wrestling enthusiast four ninety nine saying Edge would have went to AEW. My battery's dying because this show okay. is taking forever. I don't think Count Bunny go to AEW just for the money. Thank you, wrestling enthusiast. And lastly, the last super chat of the night, Mario Chris. Buck 99 saying Raj run show is like party supervised by parents. Yes. The parents are away. Feel that way. It did. But me, I had fun with Raj. I mean, Raj let me go a little bit in the beginning. Talk about, you know, Glenn Rubenstein and his romantic prowess for his wife's birthday. And my guess to what he was doing. But then, you know, that's all I got in. That's all of my belief that I was able to get in on that episode. That's literally it. I got nothing else. in. Well, there you go. So on that note, folks, two super chats. So Glenn, these people, these fans love you. Well, and I love them. So Friday night, we're going to be back here to talk SmackDown. Me, Matt, Justin, we'll catch you then. Uh, Until then, take care, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and we'll catch you back here Friday night. Bye. Good riddance. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.